Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Happy Sunday, y'all. How we doing? How we doing? Listen, uh, we are in a two-part series called Bring the Fun. Bring the fun. And I, I, I do. I just think that we need to bring a little bit of fun back to our life. Come on, we need to bring a little fun back to churches. And I like to pick titles that just mess with religious people. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I, well, we don't need no fun. Well, what's going on in the world? We need to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, we need a little fun. We need to laugh. We need, there needs to be, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's right. Come on, not your opinions. So yeah. the, the truth, come on, help me. Yeah. Listen, we want to make sure that we're life-giving. Yeah. That, 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 that life is actually, listen, coming from us mm-hmm. because of the work of the Holy Spirit, because of the work of the Lord. And we just believe that we, it, Christians, if we are always under the heaviness, mm-hmm. if we're always under problems, pressures, people issues, then it's going to be hard for people to say, I want what you have. That's right. And yeah. so we're excited about the series. We're going to jump right into it. Yeah. So uh, actually, we started this series last week, and we actually headed out that day for a uh, family trip for my birthday to the Buffalo and had such a great time. The autumn colors were at its peak, and we were able to float, and it was so peaceful. And, uh, you know, really, the first night we got to just make a fire, get some marshmallows and hot dogs, cook. The next night we got to play dominoes. Some of my favorite uh, things to do. So it was best birthday ever for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know what? I will say this. We had a great time together. But why did we have a great time together? Is because all six of us decided to bring the fun. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, with every interaction, there were decisions that had to be made to have great moments in spite of our personalities and our just the things Stuff. that yeah. yeah families deal with. You know, here's the deal. Great moments don't happen because you plan them. Mm-hmm. Great moments happen because you don't sabotage them. That's right. That, that, that's the really that's, that's the truth. And I think that a lot of times we, we, we have this desire to be close to a friend or be close as a family or be close in marriage. And we don't know that we're sabotaging the very blessing that God, come on, has given us. Right. Every day you're going to have to make some choices. Are you going to choose trust over control? Are you going to choose forgiveness over offense? Are you going to choose laughter over silence? Are you going to choose, come on, connection over avoidance? Are you going to choose peace over strife? Are you going to choose listening over just talking? Our assignment today is times of refreshing. And we believe that the Lord gives us these times of refreshing because we all need them. That's right. Isaiah 26, 3 says that you keep him in perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. See, no home or friendship or workplace or institution is perfect. But yet this scripture gives us hope that we can have perfect peace if our mind is stayed on the Lord. So even in the midst of imperfect situations, perfect peace is available to us. When Katie talked about our trip, she gave you the Instagram version. How wonderful it was. (laughs) We all sat by the fire. It was beautiful. Let me tell you the other part, okay? Here's the thing is... We began to 
uh, a long time ago make a decision that we were going to be life-giving, and we yeah. believe the, the, that life-giving concept comes from the life of the Holy Spirit. Right. And we wanted that to be present, not just in a church service, but in every place that we, we went. And we had plenty of imperfect moments and imperfect situations when we were hanging out together uh, and moving toward the buffalo. Like, let me give you just a few. Four times I had to kick everyone in gear. Come on, <laughs> men, where y'all at? Because my family loves to go on the trip, but they want to talk and connect before we've packed the car. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Anybody relate? Uh, listen, I'm like, we're going somewhere. We're about to go vacation, and we can talk there. <laughs> right now, we're supposed to be packing the vehicle. Stop talking. Come on. Four different times. Oh, it was wonderful. We, um, we made a fire. The smoke was in everybody's eye. <laughs> all the time. We had burnt hot dogs. We had lost marshmallows. Yeah. We had one marshmallow fall on the ground. A child decided to leave it there, and another child stepped in it, yeah. and all night was frustrated that they had roasted marshmallow on their shoe. You know, we played the game uh, uh, because we were all moving because of the smoke in our eye. We played the game, they stole my chair. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody have kids? They stole my chair. I'm like, it's my chair. <laughs> Sit on the grass, you know. Let, um, even going to up there. Um, oh, it's so wonderful, that family. They love each other. We do, but the whole time, I drove for two and a half hours thinking about people, problems, people in the hospital, right. things that are going on. Yeah. Uh, we, we still have issues in our house over cereal. Um, there is still conflict over who gets the first bowl, first bowl and who gets the last bowl. Come on, where are we at? Come, Come on, on. The, the like, cereal Nazi. The cereal uh, we're just thinking, hey, we're going camping. Let's get some cereal. But you don't know that World War whatever is happening over the cereal <laughs> bowl. We went floating on the water and uh, at the Buffalo, and it was wonderful. But it was cold. It was cold. It was freezing. And uh, while we went out there, we got about a mile and a half in, started raining, and we all got wet. We actually thought we might not get in the water. Kids talked me into getting in the water. Uh, it, was fro it was so cold. Uh, I it took me a week to thaw out. Uh, and, and then when, since we were cold, we decided to have wars, you know, and splash everybody with the paddles. And Katie drifted right into one paddle, got hit in the face. Uh, and she was behind me. I hear her go, ah! I'm like, that wasn't good. That was not my prettiest <laughs> godly moment. Uh, I have never been in a physical fight in my life, but now I know what it feels like to be hit in the face. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> happy birthday trip to me. Uh, and I just, I was, I was behind everybody. This was the one time I was behind everybody, and I immediately knew uh, I, there were two children I knew who did it. <laughs> and it wasn't either one of them. I was like, they were on cloud nine because they were like, it wasn't me. <laughs> The trip was great for them. They're like, I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, I uh, don't want to uncover our family. Neither one of us do. But really, there aren't any perfect situations. And we can see each other as a blessing or a burden. You sure. know, that is definitely our decision that we get to make all day long, every day, whatever situation we're walking in. We can't allow our special moments to be sabotaged. And I think that it's really important for us to see the main idea of this series is that we are called to be life-giving. Our hope is that we make more spiritual deposits than emotional withdrawals. And so ultimately, I believe that is the best thing that we can do for 
each other, our families, our church members, our, friends, our workplace, yeah. our workforce, everybody that's around us. You know, uh, the life that we've been giving, given, the people that we've been given are a gift from God. And, you know, they don't always feel like a gift from God, but that's what we have to remember as we live life with each other. In order to not sabotage the gifts we've been given, there must be times of refreshing. The Bible teaches us that every good thing that we have been given can be corrupted Mm -hmm. with a wrong perspective. And so we have to manage. Listen, it's not everybody's job to make life comfortable for you. If... If, if, if that is how we live life, then you're going to be uncomfortable in every situation, yep. in every friendship. Yeah. The reality is there are responsibilities that, that we are given. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is actually self-control. And right. so we, we, we actually see that God gives us the help that we need mm-hmm. to be able to not sabotage right. uh, moments in our life. You know, many times... Uh, it, when I talk to people, it's not the deep, dark, sinful issues. Uh, Pastor, I just really can't help settling drug to children. Like that's, that's not a lot of what I hear. Yeah. What I hear is um, people criticizing the good things that God's given them. Mm-hmm. And it pushes people away. Yeah. And then people feel abandoned. And then they get trapped in sin. And then there's an uh-oh. Come on, does that make yeah. sense? And so we're really talking about how not to sabotage our life. Philippians 4.8 says that finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So to bring the fun, we are going to have to refuse to entertain some thoughts This is more than just self-discipline. It is recognizing that times of refreshing are absolutely necessary. So we want to give you real quick three uh, ways that you can stay refreshed. And these are all based out of the Bible. Three ways that you can stay refreshed. The first is time in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. We are called to engage and connect with the Lord. The world loves to be in the presence of greatness. Yeah. Well, uh, YouTube is full of these moments of people who have, who have been done something great, great thinkers, athletes, activists, people who are trendsetters. And our world, we, we like to be around popularity. Yeah. We are easily impressed with people who have a perceived answer yeah. to our question or who is an expert in our field, in, in the field that we care about. As a society, uh, people are drawn to power. Yeah. Uh, we want to be around the strong, dynamic, even confrontational leader just to experience the rush of their convictions. Yeah. Our society doesn't see time with Jesus as valuable. They look at it as a spiritual placebo. They say, oh, you're just so weak. You need to have something to rely on or someone to it's rely on. It's your crutch. On. And so times with Jesus is relegated to your preference. It's optional. It's replaceable if you get too busy. You know, the world doesn't see Jesus as mighty. 
Jesus wasn't like a typical world leader that came in with a sword and defeated the Roman government. He came in as meek, ministering to others that are broken. And so here he really was someone who they, the world was hoping everyone would forget when he died. But the problem was, is he didn't die. He died and he rose again. So he is unforgettable. But yet the world is constantly trying to help us or try to convince us to forget him as if he isn't the mighty, most powerful God that he is. You know how, you know, even in the midst of them hoping that he would overturn the government of the day, he was doing so much, something so much greater, greater than they could ever define or expect. He was destroying every stronghold over all humanity. Come on, listen. And so why are we talking about this? Because uh, people think, well, if I just loved God more, I'd, I'd want to spend time with him. Yeah. And, 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 and here's the one thing that I learned really early on about all relationships, including um, mine with the Lord, is, um, you know, uh, Actions produce feelings. Feelings don't produce actions. Yeah. Okay, L let's talk about this. If I want my wife and I, come on, we want the feeling, like we want that. I don't wait to buy her flowers until I feel it. Right. I buy her flowers and then all of a sudden she's, Nice. Not that she's not nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 and then all of a sudden she's like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And then all of a sudden some feeling. And so we make the step toward right. God. Right. And then all of a sudden there's these moments and engagements and yeah. he begins to minister, come on, to yeah. our heart and spirit. And so a lot of us are disengaged in our time with the Lord because we don't feel like it. Right. And what we're trying to tell you is time with God actually makes a difference. The Bible tells us that Jesus went down to hell and took the keys of death, yes. hell, yes. and the grave. Why is that significant to you? Because everything that's keeping you bound, Jesus has the key to unlock. That's right. Every cycle. Yes. Come on, that's yes. good. That's yes. good. That's good. That means every cycle that you've seen in your family, every addiction craving, yes. everything that would yes. try to cause you to sabotage your life, Jesus unlocked all of that. And guess what? You can experience freedom. The presence of God in our life matters. That's right. Absolutely. Times of refreshing come when we make time, listen to this, to listen to the still, small voice. We, we have to make time to lean into that because we are the ones that have to see that as valuable and instead of the loud cultural misinformation that's always trying to make us emotionally surged but leaves us empty. Yeah. This is why we read our Bible. This is why we get into the Word of God, so that we can navigate the Bible. We jump into it, and here's the response for a Christian is um, we meditate it, we memorize it, we retain it, and we apply it. Yeah. Like, th that's what we do. I don't know what to do with the Bible. You're not trying to read a textbook. You're trying to know how to navigate culture right. by learning how to think like the Lord thinks about things. Mm -hmm. Come on. And so this is why we pray. 
But we have times where we pray. Well, I tried to pray, and I feel like God's so far away, and I'm talking to an empty room. And, and, but, but we begin to engage in right. that because the Bible tells us that he wants a relationship with us. That's why we fast. That's why we accept the direction of the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, Jesus told his disciples not to begin to share the gospel until they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that would give them the power they needed right. to do the job. See, Jesus knew the weight that was coming when they, stepped, they would step into ministry as he had left. He wanted the active presence of God in their lives. That's right every day so that they could encounter the things that the enemy would come and try to sabotage the work of God. He would come and try to keep them from shredding the gospel, but the Holy Spirit's power would Good. help them overcome and be able to accomplish what God had called them to do. You know, it's true the enemy is a defeated foe by Jesus' sacrifice, his death and resurrection. He, we have overcome the enemy through Christ. But still, the disciples and you and me need the active presence of God to overcome the attack of the enemy. And that is the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, the, the, the scripture teaches us about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to talk about this because we see in scripture three major decisions that we make that then begin to start the process of transformation in our lives, okay? The first one is we, we are called to repent. That's right. Okay, we, we are, I know you may not like this. Come on, you may never be back, but, but, but you are a sinner. <laughs> I am a sinner. We sin, we sin. Now, what, well, I don't believe that. I believe everybody's basically good. No, you don't. Put two children and one bowl of cereal and see if they have a sharing contest. They're not, sh not here, you have one, you have one, you have There is... Our nature is to be first yeah. and to be selfish yeah. and to demand our own way. And so the first call is a call to repentance. We need God and we cannot save ourselves right. based on works. Come on, somebody. Based on intelligence, yeah. based on achievement. The second is that we make a public declaration through baptism. So we confess Repentance is private. Then public confession is public where we are baptized and lay down in a watery grave and get up. And now we're telling everybody, listen, I'm going to live for God. Yeah. I may not do it perfect. Come on. But I'm deciding to make a decision, right. move this way. I may struggle a little bit, but I know I don't want to live Come on. I don't want to live a death life. Yeah. I want to live full of life. Come That's on. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Is that good? Amen. Come on. Yes. Give the Lord a hand yes. clap for that. All right. Then the next is receiving the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. Mm -hmm. Each of these spiritual steps enable you to stand against the attack of the enemy that is coming to sabotage yeah. everything that God has you to build. That's why in Genesis, he warns us, tend it and keep it. Yeah. Because here's the concept. You may be able to grow incredible things that you may not be able to keep. Come on. You may be able to have kids that if we're not careful about how we sabotage things, 
what you consider to be one of the greatest joys in your life begins to become one of the biggest pains in your life. And so we actually need the presence of the Holy Spirit because when Jesus was around the disciples, they thrived. But when he left, they caved. Yeah. Because there's real pressure. And God is like, yo, I want you to thrive. Let me give you a couple verses on this. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. As for me, John, John is saying this, I baptize you with water for repentance. Yeah. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove, come on, his sandals. He will baptize you with holy, the Holy Spirit, come on, and with fire. Go ahead. In Acts 1.8, Jesus talks about, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then we see Paul teaching in Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. So this means just wastefulness. I think that all of us can look at our lives and say, okay, there's probably some things that, are that have been wasteful in my life that I may Scrolling. have. Exactly. But the, basically Paul is saying, warning them, don't get wrapped up in wastefulness. Be filled with the Spirit. So that means the Spirit gives us purpose, helps us stay focused, and Good. do what we're supposed to do. We were not created to do life without God's yeah. presence. So here's the deal. In a, in, in a culture that loves compartmentalization, I do God on Sunday for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But God is like, I actually want you to grow on Sunday and apply something Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's Thursday, right. Friday. Yep. And come on, does that make sense? Like, that, like that's, that's actually the goal. For, for more information on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, listen, we want you to read Acts. Read Acts. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. If you've never really dived into it, read Acts. And then we have a, a, a class. It's a freedom class because we really believe for you to fuel your purpose, you're going to have to engage with the Holy Spirit. And so if you want more information on that, you can check out our uh our connect room. Yeah. Here's the second key. Are we good? Yeah. We good? Come on. Uh, the, here's the second one. Take time to unplug. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have to unplug. We want to encourage you to live spiritually healthy. Don't fall under the thought that you're going to miss out. If we really dial down, there's a lot of things that motivate us, and sometimes it's just not the Lord. Right. It can be good things, but it's not the best things. And so we're scared of missing out. Or we live under this pressure of we never want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. And I just want to tell you that both of those are traps. Our culture tends to zone out instead of unplug. And so we have to be careful not to fall into this trap that where we're tempted with screens and substances... Which will not add life, but will you. drain us. That's right. There's no refreshment in the screen and the substance. You know, it's one more attempt to escape from responsibility. But see, that's not how Christians look at responsibility. We talked about that last week in the first part of our series. We are not trying to escape responsibility. We need help lifting the responsibility. And that's why we need to unplug, rest, refresh, and get fueled up. I think that, that was good. I want to hit that again. The goal for a believer is not to escape responsibility. That's right. You're created to add value in this world. Mm -hmm. Your presence matters. Mm -hmm. 
There is moments that you will need time on how to and, and encounter and, and, and refueling to lift your responsibility because mm-hmm. it gets heavy. Yeah. But the goal is that we live with, that the goal is not that we actually can navigate life and live without responsibility. Unplugging is adds a, a, a moment where we can rest and, and refuel. Psalms 51 verse 12 says, restore to me the joy. Come on, look at this. The joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Can I tell you, your joy leaks. <laughs> you leak, your joy leaks. And I meet so many people that have these awesome spiritual encounters when they were in college, when they went on a missions trip, when they didn't. I'm like, oh man, that was awesome. Did you go to college last year? No, 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 it was 30 years ago. I'm like, oh, like that was your last major real encounter, joyful moment. Like you may have made a decision 20 years ago, but you need to make a decision. Come on today. And you need to come on when we begin to enter into worship. That's the reason why we stand up when we worship. We lift our hands. We begin to sing. We begin to do all these things because I want the joy to be restored in my life. I don't want to fade out. Come on. I want to build up. Does that make sense? For us, it's important that times of refreshing, refresh, refreshing um, happen in our lives so that we can restore joy because we are the ones that are the light in the darkness. You know, the thing is, is that's why oftentimes we think, oh, we're going to be okay. We can handle it. We can go to the end of our means. We right. can just live life wide open and not think that we need any time of refreshing, no presence of God, no unplugging. And what we do is we get empty. We get maxed, we get dry, and then guess what? That affects other people. And we thought we could handle it. It's just about us, but it's not just about us. It affects our witness to the world. And of course, we don't have to live under perfectionism, but ultimately, it's important for us to unplug so that we can be be who God's called us to be and represent him well to the people around us. Like Jesus unplugged. There were times where like Jesus went off by himself to pray, to fast, to whatever, and and, and to seek the Lord. And the disciples were, I mean, like if anybody didn't need to unplug, you would think it was Jesus. He's like, I don't really have time to go off a camping trip by myself. I mean, I'm saving the world. Like, and that wasn't like a trendy, cool thing. Like he really was saving the world. Um, But but what I want you to see is that uh, you unplugging is actually productive. Yeah. You, you, you taking a moment is actually productive because sometimes busyness is a mask for you not to deal with what's really going on. Right. Yeah. It, and, and, and because I feel restless, and this is how you know, the Spirit of God is not restless. The Bible says He gives us perfect peace. Mm-hmm. And so if we constantly feel like I need motion... Or I'm not valuable. Valuable, mm-hmm. then I would I would ask you to pause real quick. One of the ways that we unplug is remembering the Sabbath day yeah. and keeping it holy. This is one of the Ten Commandments. It's found in Exodus 20, and and we want you to see that God set up unplugging because He knew it was productive. When God created the world, He established rest 
on the seventh day. Most people use their Sundays as a Sabbath day. For us as our, on our staff, Monday is our Sabbath day. We're not texting, we're not calling, we're not going to visit, we're not doing, well on Monday we are unplugging, we're resting, yeah. we're refueling. And like any day, if people have argued like what's right and what's wrong and what you're supposed to do, whether you're supposed to take it on Saturday or Sunday and all the legalism that goes along with that. But ultimately, it's the principle of the Sabbath. Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath, so we are not under the law, but the heart of the command is what matters. And it is important for us to still follow that command and make sure that our heart is right as we do that. And we see the success that comes. Absolutely. And obviously, we're not doing that for success, but we see the blessing even on an organization like Chick-fil-A with a Christian founder who established their business that only works six days a week, you would think they would make less money than the operation that works seven days a week, but it's just not true. Even that this last year's uh, 2022 stats says that Chick-fil-A led the fast food industry. It also led the group of all chain restaurants. So Jimmy John's was like four points behind Chick-fil-A. Domino's and KFC was even further behind that. They were not only beating these other companies, they were beating them with considerable margin Good. because this principle to unplug on one day a week is something that God blesses. We're not saying that Chick-fil-A is a Christian business, or, 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 or but, but the founder did understand. Right. We're just talking that, about the that, principle. That, that I don't have to work on Sunday to be great. Yeah. And some of you come on like, that may be some freedom to you because you may be motivated by something other than uh, uh, really refueling and getting your heart where, you're, where it's full and refreshed yeah. so that we're not sabotaging moments. We want to take the time to unplug because it means we trust God. We trust God. Some of the practical ways, and these are just practical ways, but some of, uh, some of the ways that we unplug is a couple times a year we're gonna, we'll do a fast. Yeah. And we'll fast a week or we'll fast two or three days or, or we'll do that and it'll be, we'll do a worship night and we'll have a moment and we're yeah. asking people to give up to unplug. Yeah, and we, you know, we got to have nights where we unplug from our screens and our technology and the busyness of life and connect with, maybe it's just with God, maybe it's with our spouse, maybe it's with our family, maybe it's with a friend, but it is important for us to discipline ourselves in such a way that like, okay, I'm going to take this principle and I'm going to unplug regularly to refresh so that I don't burn out Max out, get dry, get empty. You may not realize this, but you can turn off your TV. What? <laughs> like, like you, you can. Well, if we turned off our TV, it'd be silent. And there may be a conversation yes. with your daughter. Yeah. You know, like, like the truth of the matter is, come on, listen, we live to be busy. Yeah. And, and it's okay to unplug. Take those intentional times off of social media. When if you feel like you're getting, come on, addicted, or you're like, every time I have a free moment, I'm scrolling. Like, I feel like that's where my go-to place is. Or you feel like you're wrapped up, like, in a, in a drama, and it's just beginning to steal your joy. Just unplug. 
Yeah, and the thing is, is we can refuse to live urgent. We can uh, sit outside, read a book, take a nap, go to bed early one night, go on a walk. Okay, well, this sounds a little bit like the encouragement you get on social media, but the thing is, is the fact that there is some even worldly social science studies that confirm what God has already talked about in his word and that we are body, soul, spirit. So that means our body, what we, how we treat our body reflects our soul. What I, how we treat our soul reflects our body. And these two elements need to be tended to and submitted to the Lord's way of doing things so that we stay healthy and our spirit is able to thrive. That's good. All right, here's the last one. Are we good? Number three, time laughing with friends. When we went, we went through COVID, we went through all the crazy stuff in politics. We went through people wondering stuff about like, what we believe and what we think. And, yeah. and people are just like, uh, like numb. Yeah. Like when's the last time you've laughed? Come on, let's get your laugh back. The, the, and, and I'm talking, I, I want you to know, I'm not talking about being foolish. I'm not talking about being goofy. But, but, but listen, if the pressures of life have made you so serious yeah. that you don't understand that you're going to be in heaven with God, that ultimately every problem and concern yeah. is already been dealt with. Yeah. And so I would encourage you, listen, if, if we only laugh when we're watching something that's perverted or we're only laughing when someone falls, even though people, when they, that, sometimes that's funny. You know, but, but if we're only laughing, when, like, like where is the enjoyment yeah. of, yeah. man, our kids are just dancing around and we're not annoyed because we don't have time for it. Yeah. You know what? Our friend calls us and gives us a meme, and we're like, that's stupid. Do you ever work? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, <laughs> come on. Like, there's just this idea where we get our laugh back. And, and some of you, it's been a while since you've really laughed, and you've got the, the funnest little laugh. You've got the little, little machine gun laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you need to bring that. Some of you got the snort, like you live on a farm. Like, <laughs> and it's coming. Like, the hog wants to come out again. Like, some of you just have the loud, obnoxious laugh, where it's like you're the burst of laughter. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's important to not be so heavy right. that there is no joy, joy, come on, in your soul. First yeah. Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you're doing. And Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. See, good medicine means it works. It's not still in trials. The physician that's prescribing it is not practicing medicine. He's the great physician. He's prescribing this as good medicine that actually works. He's not guessing. He's saying, I know you need this. Take one of these every morning and see how I can refresh you in a way that nothing else in this world that you're seeking good. can fill you. You know, this is why we do life groups. We all need the good medicine. Good we know medicine. there are times that you need a safe place to be known and to get prayer and to be loved and to be challenged. You know, there's times of vulnerability in life group, but there should also be times of laughter, times of enjoyment, times of fellowship. And those are things that we need because it breaks down walls. Good. So we can act as if it's not spiritual, but sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is to break those walls down. And then I've seen in my history, of ministry, the best and most productive ministry moments come after 
the enjoyment or moments of laughter in connection with each other. And like so, when you were on, in Belize. Yes, in Belize. We had a women's missions trip last spring or this spring. And, you know, every single time we would do an icebreaker or a game, that was every single time it was our best ministry of the week. Right after that, because of the fact that the insecurity and the anxiety it was like it melted. And, and so here's the deal. We want, when you come into church, when you go into life groups, yeah. when you go, like we want there to be an element of fun. Again, I'm not talking about goofiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't believe that goofy is respected, but, but here's the deal. We're not bored people. We bring the fun. Right. There's a certain amount of, I, I'm going to make every environment better, yeah. not make every environment, come on, listen, worse. Don't sabotage what God has Mm -hmm. given you. When you have a relational opportunity, bring the fun. Bring the fun. Uh, Don't don't misconstrue conversations that are happening and you're assuming in this conversation that someone's trying to be tacky. Yeah. And then here's the thing. In a conversation, don't be tacky. (laughs) Like, like, I'm just saying, like, the, the don't be so on guard, but then don't be passive aggressive and say things that you're trying to mean something, but then you act right. like they don't mean something. Why not? That sabotages <laughs> great moments. And it we do it sometimes it. unknowingly, but when we're aware, that can be so powerful in our lives. Listen, tonight, we are going to have practice the spiritual discipline mm-hmm. of enjoying the moment. Well, Pastor, I don't think we need to do any of that. We just need to pray all night long. Okay, you pray all night long. We're going to laugh. We're, we're going to have a good time. And there are times that we're going to pray and we're going to fast and we're going to seek the Lord. But more and more when I engage people yeah. and I'm hearing them and I'm hearing the conversation, I'm like, when is the last time you've laughed with your kids rather yeah. than be annoyed with them? Yeah. When's the last time you and your wife sat, drank a coffee and actually like laughed? Yeah. When's the last time you went with your friends and you didn't try to fix someone, but you enjoyed them yeah. and who they, come on, yeah. are. And parents, obviously, we're going to be watching our kids tonight. This is not babysitting service. We're having fun together. So there will be those moments. But we can still start a conversation. We can put ourselves out there. We don't have to come waiting for someone to connect with us. We can come waiting to connect with someone and be intentional about uh, tonight. So come and bring the fun. Start a conversation. Go up to someone. Uh, Don't be frustrated. Well, my kid didn't get a bunch of candy. I don't know what to tell you about that. First come, first serve. (laughs) Like, 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 I don't know what to tell you about that. All all I can tell you is come, have a great time. Uh, We're going to be over here in this field. It may be a little wet, but we're going to turn out. I'm going to teach you a hoedown dance. Y'all don't know, but I got some hoedown skills up in this. You know what I'm saying? Don't let this fool you. Uh, and so come. Oh, I don't, are you dancing and, and playing and whatever? And that just sounds like a good time. That's just what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> and so um, uh, be life-giving. Yeah. Bring a lawn chair. Come, hang out. Because here's the thing. Is you, it might be the most spiritual thing that happens to you today is that you go to bed tonight with a smile on your face rather than totally frustrated about all that's going on in your life. We are not asking you to ignore what's going on in your life. 
If you need prayer, we want to pray. And we know that there needs to be soul-restoring moments. Yes. But we also know that you got to bring the fun. And all of us probably are in this room hearing these stories and think, you know what, yeah, I've been guilty of sabotaging great moments in my life. Maybe you had that experience on the way to church today. But you know what? The takeaway for today is to allow for times of refreshing. For, for you, you may be maxed, stressed, dry. And so here's, here, here's our big takeaway. What is sabotaging your joy? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.